ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you very much, producer Mr. E. Huzzah! Thank Huzzah, you. indeed. So today is kind of a fun day. The uh, NASA's Mars rover Perseverance safely landed on Mars. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. When did it launch? Do, do, we, you know? what do, you, do we what do you know? The the uh, NASA rover, Max, the uh, Perseverance. It's the okay. one they sent to Mars specifically to uh, look for um, uh, life. Oh. Look for early stages of life. And to answer your question, it launched on July 30th, 2020. Okay. So when will it destroy Mars? Oh, probably not until it meets up with the other rover and then they transform her themselves mm-hmm. into some sort of drilling machine yes. and get to the core. Marsotron. Mm-hmm. Destroy. Mm-hmm. Well, I read a cool thing about the Venus flytrap that I thought I'd share with you guys. Mm. Um, so um, what do you do? You guys know? <gasps> I got him. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you is right. Okay. Well, then um, me and uh, Ho Shot actually both... <laughs> It's my first story. That's what I, I that's <laughs> my first story. This is uh, okay. Uh, so this story specifically reminds me of our old stories we used to do on our old podcast, The Dubious Bakery, uh-huh. in that it really doesn't mean anything for humanity overall. It's just kind of a fun thing that's like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Something you could say. So what do we what do we know about the Venus flytrap? Well, as we both know, <laughs> um, the Venus flytrap, otherwise known as Dionea. Musipula, uh, scientists discovered it generates a measurable magnetic field as its leaves snap shut, so they can measure a magnetic field. Yay! Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're shocked. I can see it on your faces. You're like, what? Tell me more. Well, that headline alone captured me because yeah. it was so strange. Like a plant generates a magnetic field. Why? How? What? Yeah, you don't think of magnets when you think of plants. Just by closing their leaves, too. Yeah. I mean, how? When they, when they, uh, yeah. So a Venus flytrap, for those who um, are don't have the internet and have never heard of a... <laughs> Live in a cave in Siberia. <laughs> for <true>. sure. <laughs> um, and if so, you, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, exactly. For you goat farmers who just yeah. discovered the internet and are listening to this podcast, a Venus flytrap... Uh, is a predatory plant. It's a carnivorous plant that attracts insects to its leaves with sweet-smelling nectar. And then when the fly or the insect uh, disturbs enough hairs on the leaves, the leaves snap shut, capturing the insect and then digesting it for food. That was really good. I didn't have any of that information. (laughs) I just assumed everyone, that's all. But you're right. That was great. So, yeah, the idea that it generates an electric field when it snaps is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, what's really cool is this is kind of showing like a broad spectrum of what this means because it's not just the Venus flytrap. Like, this is a way of studying how plant life uses magnetic field signaling in general to communicate. S- signaling? Yes. I didn't get any of that. Uh, so, the latest research could teach us how plant life uses magnetic field signaling to communicate and as an indicator of disease. And huh. they're almost making it sound like, I mean, don't quote me on this. I'm not a scientist, but making, this study kind of means like they're studying on the fleet Venus flytrap, but this could be, um, you know, used for all, all all plant kingdom pretty much. Well, that's interesting because uh, mine said uh, only two other species of plant had exhibited this magnetic field. Interesting. Uh, one of them was a single cell algae and then a bean plant. Hmm. 
And then my article likened all of this uh, magnetic field stuff to uh, animals, you know, humans, it, animals, any type of animal that has a brain that sends a signal to its limb, let's say. Like uh, my human brain sends a signal to my human hand to mm-hmm. close my hand. And uh, that signal is electrical. And any type of electrical... Uh, like like act- a nerve impulse. Exactly. Yes. It's a nerve impulse. And any type of uh, electrical signal is accompanied by a magnetic field. And so I guess the dots they're loosely connecting here is the idea that the Venus flytrap has some sort of nervous system that then uh, transmits electrical signals. Yes. Well, you took it right out of this article because it's funny. Um Basically, you said uh, what you just said is right because there was a sentence I took out of the article. It goes, "It's well known that plants use electrical signals as a sort of nervous system." But I was like, "It's well known." I didn't know that, like at all. But it, <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> I know, and it just said it goes, "It's well known that plants use electrical signals as a sort of nervous system." But capturing biomagnetism has been tricky. So this is like a biomagnetic thing that they're tra- they're discovering. So that's why it's so cool. But this says plants use electrical signals as a sort of nervous system. That's what makes me think it's to all plants. And part of the reason. Um, I, I think they chose the Venus flytrap is um, it's all about action potentials. Uh, yes. And, yes. Action potential is that nerve impulse. Yeah. 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 And so the, um, the Venus flytrap has a bunch of action potentials. So if like, if you, if you touch it, if it's injured, if it's affected by heat or cold or loaded with liquid, and then these action potentials are set off. And basically it's like a little burst of, you know, magnetic energy, if you will, or like a nerve impulse. And we finally, and it's never been confirmed before. We we thought about it would it happen. So this was so cool about we confirmed this is happening on the you know because we used um well we used a new type of uh, technology to detect this magnetic field before they tested Venus flytraps back in like 2017 or something and they used uh, some piece of tech that required super refrigeration and was big and bulky mm-hmm. and put the Venus flytrap out of its normal elements you know of damp and humid environment oh, by the way, yeah they're totally abusing these venus flytraps well, like this is the one like they use heat to make it do this action potential <laughs> yes. I'm like oh so you're frying this motherfucker and like oh no a very warm little thing like yeah they're torturing these plants vegans yeah be, be so mad. this time instead of uh putting it in some refrigerator accompanied with a bunch of equipment um they had these little glass spheres with a uh, magnetically sensitive gas inside that would react to weak magnetic fields. And uh, was it from called there, a glass cell magnometer? That's probably it. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was super interesting because it, it, it allowed them to measure it in its normal environment. You didn't have mm-hmm. to take it out of its normal environment and, you know, take it to a lab. Essentially, you could do it in your garden. At least that's the way it made it sound. And you're right. They did stimulate this thing by heat like they, they torched it yeah pretty much and uh the magnetic signals they measure went up to an amplitude of 0.5 pico tesla i like that i like the pico tesla i did too yeah. i did too that's why i was like pico tesla and so it's really small but it's uh it's a small ripple but a detectable one so that's kind of the whole meat and potatoes of that story that they detected it and um do you have any more on it because i have like the last little bit about it but do you have any more thoughts or info i didn't get to because i kind of like it when we have we have like different info. Uh, no, not really. Mine, uh, my story, the one I read, likened uh, the uh, levels of magnetic field in the Venus flytrap to that of animals. So this one mentioned it too, kind of like I guess we do the same stuff. Yeah, because again, like our our action potential 
uh, that nerve impulse from the brain to our hand is what this is essentially doing. And I, my article made it seem more remarkable that we've discovered this in a plant and whatnot, because again, my article said that there's only two other plants that have been measured with this, uh, magnetic field see versus this article says with the help of this current research the same sort of scanning might now be possible you know in the future basically with plants with all sorts of plants like crops that could be like crops could be scanned for temperature shifts chemical changes or pests without having to damage the plants themselves using this idea so if it's like crops you think it's corn and stuff so i'm just sitting there that's why i'm thinking like i think they just use maybe the venus flytrap just now we're just getting into who the fuck knows here right because it has all the action potentials versus what's the action potential of corn like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, what is it? <laughs> Turn my leaf 20 yeah, degrees. Yeah, exactly. The, the Venus thing moves. It does this stuff. Like, you can say, hey, it's done this. Like, right now, you can measure it. Yes. So I think yeah. it's only made it up. It was a prime candidate, maybe, for this study. And that made me wonder what the bean plant did. I didn't look into it, but I was like, what is a bean plant? I was going to ask. <laughs> Jumped around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is this the Mexican jumping bean? Yeah, exactly. That That's cool. I could, I could hang with that. So what was your last little bit about the... Uh, but that was it. What I said about all the the crops, what they oh, could okay. do. I thought that was kind of cool that they could look at the temperatures of the crops, or they said even pests or something. Yeah. What did I just say? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, temperature shifts, chemical changes, or pests without having to damage the plants themselves. See, now I want to know what the action potential in the uh, magnetic field is uh, with that spinach plant I brought up last episode. The bomb detecting spinach. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Well, what can you learn from that guy? And then like. Get those uh, get those biometrics together and start working on shit. Okay, paper rock scissors. What? Well, because that was the first topic, and I was gonna think you're going next, but then, then you just gave me like you go next, and I realized since it's our, both our first topic. All right. So here we go. You're on. One, two, three, shoot. Yeah, yeah. One, Bro, two, three, shoot. Oh, oh. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, right. you gotta do it. I want paper beach rock. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um. <laughs> oh. Okay, I have a story out of Oklahoma here. <gasps> no. I'm not sure if I should tell you this guy's name. I don't know yet. I'm, you... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so it's an Oklahoma state representative is introducing a new hunting bill for Bigfoot. Oh. Okay. Okay. So they're calling it the Bigfoot hunting season, or as I like to call it, what the fuck are you doing, Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. What kind of drugs do you have? And where can I get them? <laughs> yeah. So uh The Bigfoot hunting season. The Bigfoot hunting Bigfoot season. Bigfoot hunting season. Bus? Oh. Oh, H. Uh, boss. 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 Hunting. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Never mind, Steven. So the bill calls on uh, Oklahoma Wildlife Commission to declare an official Bigfoot hunting season with specific dates corresponding licenses and fees someone's gonna kill someone Sounds like a money trap <laughs> someone's <laughs> gonna just like shoot some hunter and be like i thought it was bigfoot <laughs> and it's gonna be legal murder like well i have the license right here and oh i like that i have the license no... right here and oh shit i didn't know it wasn't i have to pay the fine but there's no legal it's like space law no one's ever done it before and this guy's like i'm gonna do bigfoot law and he's gonna open a can of worms without even realizing it oh i love it uh, if everything goes according to plan, they can begin their hunt on November 1st, 2021. Fingers crossed. So so obviously this seems like a giant waste of taxpayer money, right? But here's the thing. Here's what I, I suspect something... Reading between the lines. Yeah, I suspect something's lurking beneath the surface that we just don't quite understand. And I, possibly, this is the only thing that really came to my mind, is that before this bill... People could hunt 
without permits. You know, you could just walk around a forest with your rifle and your orange vest. And if anybody hassled you, you could just say, ah, I'm hunting for Bigfoot. I don't need a permit to hunt deer. I'm hunting mm-hmm. for Bigfoot. And you and could do that year round. Interesting. And now you can just say, oh, where's your permit for hunting Bigfoot? <laughs> exactly. They're exactly. going to generate a lot of revenue from that, too, with all the fees and licensings and all the stuff you have to purchase to do I was it. thinking maybe in Ohio, like, uh, the governor of Bigfoot Town went to the Ohio governor and was <laughs> like, bro, Town. like, you're killing all our people. <laughs> like, everyone's dying. Year round, you're letting, like, at least have a season. We need to regrow our population. Like, all right. Bigfoot governor, me me do this for you. Me and, do this. <laughs> <and, laughs> me and write book. The, yeah, me write book. A Bigfoot memoir. Yeah, me do this for you. Um, yeah, I hope that's the case because otherwise, what the fuck? What the fuck, Oklahoma? And again, why does Oklahoma think it has Bigfoot territory? Sure, like all yeah, of North America is Bigfoot territory, Hello. but I think more isn't Canada more Bigfoot territory? Yeah, dude. There's supposed to be Russia, more sightings Oregon, up there. Everywhere. Oregon, yeah, yep. exactly. Crater Lake area is very known for Bigfoot. Yeah. How do you, wow, how do you know this? The only reason I knew that was because I went to Crater Lake and went to the gift shop, and there's Bigfoot on T-shirts and mugs and all that stuff. Huh. And yeah, I asked my friend. I was like, I didn't know we were in an area that was like the Bigfoot. I don't know if it, there's a the Bigfoot area or it's like you said, generalized or across North America. I'm sure there's sightings everywhere. Right. But yeah, Oregon. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. There you go. It makes sense. It's all wooded and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I have a question for y'all. Hit me. Okay. Um, have you ever wished you could wear earbuds all day long? No. I, now, define <laughs> all day long. Now, think about it. No. <laughs> I wear ear, earbuds for like a solid eight hours at work. I just pretty much pop them in, turn on my podcasts, and just go go to work, do my thing. I interact with people, so I'll take them out every now and then. But are you talking like twenty four hours a day? These are permanent. And actually, earbuds. these would, this actually would be perfect for you. So um, I'm going to show it to you right now. But uh, they're called the Nova H1, and they're they're big, they're audio earrings. Okay. They're earrings that are also earbuds. Do I have to get my ears pierced? No, they have clip ons. Okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they're sold in sets of two. Each are seven gram earrings have a solid uh, silver body clip along with a real pearl. Of course, of course they. And um, yeah, I'll be wearing this. <laughs> but th- it's kind of interesting, though. So music transmitted uh, transmitted by Bluetooth from a paired smartphone to the H ones, and uh, here's where it's, like they reportedly channel audio directly from the integrated speaker into the ear canal, because the because the earring's not in your lobe in the ear canal, you can still hear people in your environment too. And I actually went, this is a Kickstarter device. I have the pictures coming up. But, like, here's what they say. They say, thanks to our worldwide patented directional sound technology, hmm. the sound travels from the earlobe to the ear canal, avoiding sound leakage and keeping your conversations and music private and secure. I don't believe it. I just, I have, I have, I have the question, how, I like, don't how, believe it. Okay. question mark. If you can hear the outside, then your audio quality is being jeopardized. It's like, be, it's beaming it into your fucking brain. <laughs> I don't it's, believe. No, it. I think this is like. Um, do you remember the? Do you remember when Bluetooth headphones or uh, Bluetooth? What am I trying to say? Earpieces. Earpieces. Yeah, for yeah. cell phones were a thing, and they were yeah. big for five years there. Uh, the Jawbone specifically worked off of. Uh, it would hang, and there was a piece that would touch your jaw, and pick oh, up the sound that. that transmitted through your face as yeah. you talked, rather than try to capture the sound that's actually coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So maybe, oh, yeah, that is, we're looking at it now, and uh, it looks pretty simple. It's like a clip-on earring. But, I mean, obviously, we don't wear earrings, so it's kind of marketed 
I don't just not to I us. Think... I guess I should say to women, but that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Um, so basically, it's just I think this is people who wear earrings. This is um, I think this works off of vibration. I think it it would probably send the signal in the form of a vibration into your earlobe, mm-hmm. and then you know it would travel through your ear and reach your canal. It says the sound travels from the earlobe to the ear canal, avoiding sound leakage. Is all it says, and it says they're patented directional sound technology, whatever. But I totally agree. There's three like how if you're sitting there like guitar with the stick dish, yeah. like, and like, then I can talk gonna... to you like this, and you're going to be able to hear everything I'm yeah. saying and the music as well. Well, I mean, I it's don't so buy. loud beaming into your ears. I guess you have to like, oh, let me pause the beam. But then but, if it's, but, yeah, if it's so loud, then even, you wouldn't be able to hear the conversation. I don't know, but wouldn't you, I feel like you should be able to hear it. The person like walking up on the earring person like. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, because yeah, know. it's shooting it yeah, out. It's, it's just yeah, it's, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's just beaming it into your ear canal. But yeah, like, so what? So show me that again. And what part goes in the canal? I know the, the listeners Nothing can't goes. really see this, but how does it direct it then? I don't. So yeah, it's saying it's directional bullshit. Here's I don't. A picture of it's literally it. for the listeners. It looks like a stud almost. It looks like a stud earring, basically. Yeah, like you'd be but wearing, like, somehow pearl, it shoots up and earrings. then into your ear. I don't Supposedly. think so. I think it just vibrates your ear. And then you hear it. <laughs> I'll tell you more of the specs, and we'll know. kind of decide some more. But I said there, there's a Kickstarter campaign. I'll let you know um, how much the pledges are. So basically, I think it's the price. Isn't that how that works? Like you pledge, and then if it gets enough money, you get it. You pay a price, and then once it gets funded, the price goes up. And then if you want to buy it, you have to pay the higher price. But if you kickstart it, you get it for a discounted price. To you get it for the, whatever the <clears throat> pledge was. Basically. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, if you pledge ten dollars, you're not going to get a free one of those. Probably. Okay. There's well, probably yeah, a minimum a, pledge. Pledges start at it says, so. I'll tell you the start at price. There you go. So I think if they remove the pearl, because I'm not a rapper. And yeah, the yeah, exactly. You know, the pearl, this is marketed toward women, this particular model, yeah, but if, I, the technology kind of was in, in a weird way. I liked it, even though I don't want to wear earrings. I'm really exactly. anti, I'm really anti just things on my ears, but I don't know. People in the future are just, uh, yeah. I'd also know. wonder how this thing holds up to movement. You know, can I turn my head fast? Can I can I run with this thing? I guess, yeah. I'm sure if it's got a pearl on it, you're not going to be they, running. They, they with did a whole it, commercial but. with like you know just women going around, you know, their busy woman life, like oh yeah. So they <laughs> looked all they looked all like they were like flinging off and shit. <laughs> and you can get them on pierced or clip-ons. They're so that's the thing. But uh, so they said users can take phone calls using they're called the H1s again with yeah. two microphones in each earring, both picking up the wearer's voice and helping to cancel out wind noise. I don't, I don't understand what that means, but okay, cool. How, how, why does the second microphone cancel out wind? It's like hearing it and going, go, go away, wind. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it probably has a feedback to it that cancels it out. Kind of okay. like sound-canceling headphones, how they create uh, a electrical uh, yeah. fuzz back in your ears. I, I really do think this all works off of that vibration technology, like the jawbone, where it's not a microphone picking up sound. It's, it's some sort of... Uh, more tactile, yeah, hardware if you think about that it, is yeah, picking like up vibration. Ears, ears vibrating right now. We're in these. I totally feel as they talk. My ears are just vibing, vibing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the real question, right? So yes. now you know about these damn earrings that you guys are probably not going to wear. But if you wanted to, because they're basically the whole marketing is like people wear earrings all day. Now you can wear earrings and they're really headphones all day too. Which blah 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 blah. So how much do you think the pledge start at? And then, obviously, I guess if they reach this goal, you would get a pair of these earrings. <sighs> what do they start at? Um, I'm going uh, to say... That means you have to pledge this much, basically, to get them. So, what, yeah. basically, what do you think they cost? To get cheaper? a pair? I'm going to say 150 to God start. damn it. That was mine. All right. <laughs> 151, Bob. Oh! <laughs> okay. 
No, ple- I'll, let me make a real guess. Okay, I'll, I'll say 180. The pledges start at. $355. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. $355. So that means they'll be more expensive after the Kickstarter, right? So here's the real question. I went to the Kickstarter, and of course, that's where I saw the videos, the information. And there's 27 days to go, but uh, the goal is $50,557. Where do you okay. think it's currently at? I want to play it. How long has it been going? Um, it usually says. It says it has 27 days to go. I don't have that information. I'm sorry. Maybe I mean, it's been around for a while because I'm sure I, I read about it on this website. Let me so. guess first this time. Go ahead. Yeah, but I do have a question. So they only want 5,000? 50,000. 50,000. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm going to say it's at 5,000. Okay. Yeah. I, that, I mean, it's that's a probably pretty good guess <laughs> yeah. here. Um, all right. I'll go on the opposite end and say uh, it's at, you know what? I'll say it's at 65,000. Whoa. Uh, of their goal of fifty thousand, basically they're at eighty-eight thousand. Oh my go. god! Yeah, so wow. basically it's already so basically yeah they okay, already got it. And they had twenty-seven days to go, so people are interested in this product. Okay, but you have to wear those <laughs> same style of earrings every time you want to listen I to the know, stuff. I know. So, and I'm I'm not speaking like I know women, but I mean I'm I know they don't wear the same pair of earrings every fucking day, especially a pearl to. one. That have you know to you have these. to ma- yeah. So I wonder if later down the line they'll be able to interchange them or take this. Mm. Maybe just take like the the diamond. Like this is a real pearl, but like that should just be a coating that you just interchange and make a different color. That's exactly what I'm I mean, saying. You want to accessorize with your bra and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know how women think. God, it's like earrings, bra. I mean, yeah, Same pearls, thing. it's not something you see as a casual dress wear. So, I mean, if you're walking around on the bus and the subway listening to calls and stuff, I, I don't know. For sure, for sure. It's just, just, my I, just for some reason, I still thought the idea was kind of cool, even though obviously it's not. Oh, I love it. It's not for us, but like, if it works as advertised is the real question. Yeah, yes. I mean, the thing is, is if it works or not, they took a chance and, you know, you can't hate on that. I love all these Kickstarters. That's what it takes to become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Originality and a new idea. And sometimes it works and, and sometimes it doesn't. sound technology from an earlobe and directly into an earlobe. Somehow. Ear yeah. Somehow. With our patented <laughs> While also being able to hear. <laughs> yeah. See, that wouldn't work for me because I don't want to listen to people at work. Exactly. Uh, you, know, I, I, you, you want the plug? I do. Like, I actually want that. Well, I wonder if well, they made it that way. You made a good point. Like, if it's loud music, in theory, how is someone like, hey, what are you doing? Like, it should be so like, my ear canals are so. F- well, you <laughs> just made a great point because no one knows you're listening to something. So now everyone's uh, going to talk to you. Interesting. And, and you know, you don't fucking want yeah. people to talk to you. Some people wear headphones with no music you just want to that, not be talking. You want to that you. visual. So if you're wearing an earlobe, it's like, hey, hey, Brenda, 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 <laughs> Brenda. I just pretend I'm deaf most <laughs> yeah. of the time. It's like, I'm talking to my earring. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was a fun one. Maybe it could be like a nose stud. Well, that's also what uh, I'm wondering, too. Does it have to Maybe hang on from... your nipples? Huh? Right, and then you just turn up the volume and hope it reaches your <laughs> ear. No, when you talk, your nipples vibrate too. You don't know this? Well, that's the thing. I, exactly. I think that's how this is working. If you were to put a microphone like the jawbone, like I've been talking about, on the bottom of my foot, and then I were to pontificate some words to you, could you pick it up? Like, yeah, maybe. Would my speech vibrate through my whole body? I was say, yeah, we might have to drill a little bit into your bones. A little bit. Yeah, just to get that resonance, just to right? Get that little. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't uh, need my pinky toe. Fucking who does? Fuck it. Yeah, I'd give up the pinky toe right now if I had Bluetooth headphones all the t- all the time. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta call. Pinky toe. You would you would replace your pinky toe with a Bluetooth you technology do that? Like, move your pinky toe right now. You can move it. Are you one of those? You know, everyone can do that, right? Yes. That movement, the, the toe would be gone, but that would be like your beep. You're like, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey. And then like, oh, I gotta go beep. <laughs> and you like, go beep it. Beep. 
Okay, I think we're at a point now where we can uh, take a break and draw the name from the hat and all that. What do you think? Yeah, I think this one was submitted by one of our listeners, wasn't it? Yeah, do we have the name? Yeah, it was Tommy Bahama 420. There you go. Yep. All right, thank you, Tommy. Yep. Max, you won the last game, so you get to read us the new suggestion oh, there. It's behind ex- your laptop. Exciting. I haven't been on this side in a long time. All right. I'm out of practice. All right. What have ah. we got for the What's Better Than Most game? Today, it is Fire or Ice. Oh, good one. Okay. What's Better Than Most, Fire or Ice? It's interesting. What is like, because ice is the solid form of water. Is there a solid form of fire? Of course. Is that like the Magma. sun? It's called feis. <laughs> feis. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. Stupid. Okay. We'll be back after the break with Max's spin on that suggestion. All right. And we're back. We're going to play What's Better Than Most. Uh, just to remind everyone, the topic was fire versus ice. Mm. So, gentlemen, here is the spin on that. So, here is the question. Which one would be best to be able to shoot from your eyes as far as you can see like a superpower? Okay. I'm going to give Hoshan fire, Mr. E okay. ice. Okay. And I want Hoshan to go first. All right. I'm going to set up my timer now and for you. I am fire. And I am going to start the timer now okay so if you can shoot fire from your eyes you probably uh can uh i assume control uh, what the fire is doing especially if it's going as far as you can see so if i can only see as far as this wall in front of me it's probably stopping at the wall um uh, if it's if i'm looking at the moon it's probably going to be some sort of like laser beam at the moon which is uh, way more efficient than uh, uh, more useful than ice because uh, you can use it to weld. You can use the fire shooting out of your eyes to uh, heat uh, pots and pans. You don't need your stove anymore. Essentially, you can just straight up like look at your food and heat it up. Um, let's see. With fire, you can also start campfires for kids, and that's good because you know kids are our future. Yeah, fire is our future. Okay, one second. Here we go, Mr. E. Ice. Oh, Jesus. Let me restart my stupid thing. Go! Okay, so this is why ice would be better to shoot from your eyes. First of all, if I had a superpower like that, you would be able to have the power to be able to sway nations and people. And shooting ice from your eyes would be way more appealing than shooting fire from your eyes. More people would join you. It's more calming. You would also be able to create anything with the ice, just like he almost he said that you could create everything with the fire. Although, with the ice, you could create solid objects like weapons. You could shoot trails and travel along the trails. You could create barriers. Um, also, uh, let's see here. Um, it makes things pretty. You can, uh, you can change the weather with it. You could uh, instantly be able to cool drinks and any refreshment you had. If you wanted to ice skate on a pond, you know, you could just instantly freeze it. And uh, what's my time? Ten seconds. Um, It would probably hurt less, too. And you wouldn't look like such a demon doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. These are some some good points. And so, as always, we do a 30-second rebuttal. Give me my my old ass a second. 30-second rebuttal. Okay. uh, So, as far as swaying nation goes, uh, I think you can do that just as easily with fire. Uh, 
any human being shooting anything out of their eyes is probably going to hold some sort of clout to some people in nations. Uh, the, the fire will, I think it's more useful than ice in a practical sense because sure, you can freeze things, but ultimately we, we heat things more than we freeze things. We, we, we like to cook our food. We like to, uh, uh, you're done. Like fires. Uh, okay. Mystery 30 seconds. The thing is, is that if you shoot ice from your eyes, um, you have the power to disable things without destroying it. Okay. Ice leaves everything charred and black and ugly, and you would be able to disable enemies. You would be able to freeze robbers. Cause if you have superpowers, there's probably other people out there that have superpowers like fire eyes. And I just think ultimately in a battle that the ice would be able to have more uh, disable uh, utility. And uh, you, like I said, you'd be able to create anything and surf. You'd be able to surf. Oh, you must be done. Cause okay. this, this never, you know, it's funny. I don't think I ever hit start. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. You're done. I was about, I was about tired. Oh, you know what's I was looking like, how come this isn't counting down? I thought I hit start. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I'm not sure if I should even should we do a rebuttal. I'm not even Okay. Let me just, I'm just going to go off that. Whew. Well, that was a lot of info that went down. So, Sean, he said, uh, you know, you both mentioned you could control what you were doing. He was like, I control the fire. You said you could control the ice. So, well, that was interesting. Um, he got really focused on look. I like how you mentioned he could look at the moon. Uh, for some reason, like, look at the, he's like, Shh. like, I wasn't even thinking that far ahead because I was, wow. So I was like, I guess you could fire in the moon. Uh, he's like way more efficient. He, you said he could weld stuff, heat pots and pans, don't need a stove, heat up food. And I like campfire for kids, kids of the future. Um, and then um, Mr. E countered my, with... That was my emotional play. Like, I, I have to get the emotion in he there. He starts with sway nations and people. Uh, way more appealing. Uh, people would join you easier. Create, And then I like you create anything with ice. Create weapons, barriers, move on the trails. Then he said it just makes things pretty. <laughs> but then he said change the weather's cool. I thought that was interesting. Change the weather, cool drinks, ice skating, and then hurt a lot. Then he's just assuming it's going to hurt a lot less too. Like I like that. <laughs> and then on your rebuttals, it was just like you also could sway nations. Uh, anyone could get clout. Fire's more useful. He, yeah, back to the heating things. And then to he's like disable things without destroying, disable enemies, freeze robbers. This is really hard now. I actually was wanting to give it a fire like early on. I was like, dude, fire is way better. But like that ice stuff is this good. This was super tough. This one. Like I, I had like nothing. Like I think both of these are a curse. <laughs> like, I don't want fire shooting from my eyes. <laughs> so I don't know how you're going to judge this one. I, I think I'm going to give it to Mr. E. Hey. hey thank you. Good that game. was really tough, and like I just uh, what what swayed you in my in my direction? Honestly, just I think just more the disabling. More that was my main point because like, fire is so destructive. That was my main point, and I went my first minute and completely forgot it, <laughs> and I was ready for it on the rebuttal. <laughs> I think just yeah. that because like yeah, because fire you can do so much shit too. Like it's cool, and you're gonna but it's like you're gonna kill Destroy people everything. Via and <laughs> and. Although it's like, dude, I almost gave it to you for kids within future and stuff, but it's like I can't do that. And it's like that's what I'm saying. I, that's like I wasn't like I gave so like all the yeah. all that stuff. I want I want to get I want to do I loved kids for the future. <laughs> I really wanted that to like I, I want think, that, but I, I think can't do it. We've learned uh, throughout playing this game that uh, you need your emotional ploy. Or you need your you need your hook. There needs to be a hook to the argument. Like the glove doesn't fit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was cracking up. It's like, yeah, fuck the kids. I'm ice. But like, fire is like, ah, kids of the future. I'll let them give them a fire. 
That was tough. I hate being on the side. Anyway, that was fun. All right, I got a reprieve for you. Take take a breather here. Uh, are you guys self conscious about your body odor at all? Yes, I wasn't until this moment. <laughs> why? Well, that's why I'm bringing it up, Max. Oh, is this a, this intervention about? I thought this was the perfect forum. <laughs> I'm not sharing. Yeah. I'm just. And... It's a choice. Um. <laughs> No, because a Japanese man has started a business that will give you the honest truth about your body odor. Oh, that's nice. It's called Odorate, as in odor. Wow. Rate. Right? Um, And for $150. Oh, God. (laughs) They will send you a t-shirt that is coated in active charcoal. And you wear that for 24 hours. And it soaks up your, your smells and whatnot. Your juices. Jesus. And then you mail it back to them and they will measure the the particulates and whatnot using a I, I can I practice this too. A gra God damn. No you didn't. <laughs> a gas chromatography mass spectrometer. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a long word. <laughs> Um, so yeah they'll use that and they will identify the 25 most pungent compounds that make up your scent and then they will tell you uh, they'll give you suggestions on how to fix those smells and oh god I mean they will tell you like they'll give you a rating like this is super pungent and you should go to a doctor or you know (laughs) just you know, use some, some special deodorant. soap and yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly just to be an asshole I'd like just like smear dog shit on it <laughs> 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 the can print dog shit and just send it back like a white shirt it's just like they have to analyze it like I wonder what's on here stop rolling in dog shit that's your number one I don't know I never obviously never really worried about body odor as a kid and then right around middle school I remember being picked up by my mom one day and she's like woo you are rank it yeah. was like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> like, you know, PE and got it. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. thank God I had PE in the morning for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll recommend some uh, products and lifestyle changes and new diets and whatnot. And I just thought this was a super interesting idea for a business because apparently it's, it's capitalizing on the insecure who's like, do I smell? Like, if you have that, like. They are. Yeah, it's like, well... And then it's just going to be... What's, what's going to go back? Like, yes, you do. You should probably take vitamins and eat healthy and maybe drink water. Like, do all the oh, stuff thank, a normal adult thank, should do. Thank God, email. Thank God for you. <laughs> eat grapes. Oh, you should eat more grapes. Like it says on this paper, you're uh, grape deficient. Um, yeah. I. This seems fun because they're using a gas chromatography mass spectrometer. And, gas chromatography mass spectrometer. Yeah. I have to do is just blur. Look at you, fuckface. Why didn't I give you this one? <laughs> so, blah, 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 blah. I have to. You know, black matter. And this is the same technology you see. Uh... Oh, dark matter, I should say. <laughs> black matter. It's a, it's a, it's a show. <laughs> I missed that one. I'm glad I missed black it. Black matter. Oh, thank well, you. I'll just say dark matter. It's a, it's a drug delivery service. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, god damn it. All right. So. <laughs> Fire out your eyes with kick ass. You can melt people who wrong you. <laughs> Shoot the moon. <laughs> right. You could you should have said you could have carved your name in the moon. That would have been awesome. Well, actually, yeah. That's a great one. Anyway. <laughs> I always wonder what the idea of shooting ice out of your eyes. I didn't bring it up 
obviously in the moment, but the idea of shooting ice out of your eyes, are you shooting like physical pieces of ice? Right, or is this like a Superman like ice beam? beam. Yeah, I think it's like, like a beam, yeah. Like you a a Mister like, Freeze ice beam. Yeah, that's why yeah. I wrote superhero to kind of give it like a whatever. Yeah, you know what it almost was? I was like, what would what would be worse to be cursed with? Everywhere you go, all the birds are constantly on fire or constantly shooting <laughs> icicles at <laughs> you. <laughs> you should have went with that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That one's out there. I love it. <laughs> I know. I know, but I thought of thought of it kind of too late. I was kind of so focused on the other one. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a new study uh, that came out from NASA. We've heard of them. Oh, um, yeah. Do you have this topic, too? No. Oh, God. You scared me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay, but it, it's a study about uh, nitrogen dioxide gas? Yep. Still don't okay, have it. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> okay. So basically, this study uh, is looking at the presence of nitrogen dioxide gas, uh, N2, NO2, as you as you might know from chemistry. I didn't know. Oh. Um, yes, but um, which on Earth is produced from burning fossil fuels. But it can, it can come from non-industrial sources like uh, lightning and volcanoes. So this is a greenhouse gas. Uh, yeah, you could say it is definitely a, a greenhouse gas. So okay. um, yeah, so it's nitrogen dioxide. And so this is the first time, though, they have studied uh, nitrogen dioxide as being examined as a possible techno signature. Wait a minute! Didn't okay. We, did we already do this one? Did I read this one? This is about like trying to detect that as a uh, source of industry on an exoplanet on some planet far away, right? Like, did you do it? I don't know. That, I, well, it came out February like tenth, so I think it was last week when it came out or run. Oh, really? the, well, this this came from it was a NASA study. Maybe I'm just smart. You're maybe you did do it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was. I don't know. I, I this literally is like it was like from the Na- like literally NASA government or whatever. It's like you okay. Know, so so I'm what else do we wrong. know? Because maybe I maybe I'm getting it wrong. Maybe I'm getting it mixed. No, up. your problem. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Basically, they're thinking like uh, like on Earth, most of the nitrogen dioxide is emitted from human activity, basically, and uh, that usually is uh, around six point two to nine point three miles above in the atmosphere, basically above the Earth, and so therefore observing uh, nitrogen dioxide on habitable planets, they can potentially indicate the presence of an industrialized civilization. Somewhere else. So it is like a way to maybe detect alien life. So is via, this via, and it says it's the first time they've examined it as a possible techno signature. But you 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 bounce at that at that right away. You do right away. Well, I mean, is this compound produced by any other uh naturally occurring event like a volcano? This or? is volcanoes oh, and okay. lightning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also do it. So, so we would need to detect this in unusual numbers. Exactly. It'd have to be um higher than they would pretty much think it would be and that could be a way to indicate like hey something's going on down there and so yeah like uh like we're saying um a sign of technology on an exoplanet they're calling it a techno signature huh and this is the first time supposedly <laughs> supposedly this is the first time this was february 10th that they thought about it as like they've studied all these gases before obviously this is the first time ever they looked into it as a techno signature but um a biosignature is basically an indication of life, so that uh, a biosignature is a combination of gases like oxygen, methane in the atmosphere. And then so, phosphines. And phosphines and things, things of that nature. But uh, yeah, like I said, this is a way to look at technature, which is basically considered pollution here on Earth. So I just thought the idea of like looking for aliens through this means was kind of cool because, you know, we've heard of, like I guess, megastructures. Like if, if aliens just happen to build a, a Dyson sphere around a whole star, we might be able to find them. Or we talked about uh, interstellar mining. If they like mine their comets and stuff mm. and blowing shit up, we might detect it that way with the heat. And now, now we can maybe look at the planets and uh, 
Basically, it's all the, about the wavelengths, because, yeah, uh, atmospheric uh, nitrogen dioxide strongly absorbs some colors or wavelengths of the visible light, which can be detected by observing the light reflected from an exoplanet as it orbits its star. So they can just tell by the wavelength if it has enough of this gas. Yeah. And according to this article, astronomers have found over 4,000 exoplanets orbiting other stars to date, and that was February 10th when this came out. But obviously, you know more than I do. <laughs> you, look, you, you know all about it. It's so funny. I, I swear we've either done this topic or uh i just read it separately somewhere and maybe it was too small of a blurb to do because maybe they they were like thinking thinking about it it. or it was a footnote in some other study but uh the great thing about this show is as soon as we're done recording we forget everything we've talked about here i love it and we cover i mean how many topics like six seven an episode and then move on so it's it's very possible. Just study it and delete it. Yeah. That's how it works. Next week, it's all new ones for sure. I, I find this super interesting because we would have to detect this gas on an exoplanet. And we fucked up detecting phosphines on Venus recently. So the chances of detecting yeah. this particular gas on another planet light years away is... Uh, it's dubious at best. Exactly, because like once they right find now. it, like oh look, this has all this nitrogen dioxide that could be explained with again. It could be volcano planet. It could be a bunch of stuff. And yeah, how they gonna? But you know they can kind of make educated guesses, I guess, and check out the four thousand they have. One other thing I thought was interesting. They said, um, um, basically they think they could detect. Um, they found that for an Earth-like planet orbiting a Sun-like star, a civilization producing the same amount of NO two as ours could be detected up to thirty light years away with huh. about four hundred hours of observing time. Using a large NASA telescope. Fascinating. 400, 400 hours. 100 hours using a NASA telescope. Not necessarily. Future, it says future large NASA telescope. So I'm not even, sure if, it's, I'm not even yeah. sure if it's. They could do it now, but bigger or something. I wonder if that'd be the one they'd like launch from um, Antarctica in that big balloon. Yeah, the balloon one. I remember yeah. that because the atmosphere's thinner and it's going to have balloon technology. Exactly. I'm waiting for the one on the other side of the, of the moon, the crater. Well,. Oh, yeah, the radio telescope that they want to use yeah. the crater for. Yeah, brah. That's fascinating, That's too. One. That's the one. I think, uh, yeah, I think the future's bright. I think it's going to be fun. Good stuff on that one. But, uh, yeah, that's basically it on that one. Um, so be on the lookout for alien planets. Yeah, alien planets and the kids are our future. So <laughs> I got a story here. You win, actually. <laughs> Fuck, I'm giving it out. <laughs> he wins. <laughs> I got a story here out of, all right, get ready for this one. Dzerzhinsk, Russia. What'd you call me? Yep, you heard me. So, uh, bright blue dogs were spotted roaming the streets near an abandoned chemical plant. You guys heard about this? I saw the picture. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't do the topic, but I saw the picture. I read like literally like the little just blurb, like blue dog. Right? And okay. it, it, uh, a coworker saw the same picture and was like, oh, that was photoshopped. And I was like, no, no, no. Here we go. Um, of course, it was Russia, obviously. Yeah. You know, where else would blue dogs show up? Always Russia. Dude, they have so many weird dog stories coming out of Russia. They have the smartest dogs. They do. They really do. They do. Uh, it's crazy. You're talking about the wild dogs that have learned to ride the subway into town? Yeah, and the bomb sniffing ones that the guy won't give to America. <laughs> he, he has, like, he, like, bred them. Like, they're so perfect. He's like, only for Russia. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, so many. Like, you remember the story about them uh, breeding foxes? They breed. The most aggressive foxes with the most aggressive foxes. Oh, Jesus. And then they'd breed the nicest foxes with the nicest foxes. No, and out of all the litters, all. they just separate them. 
And over generations now, they have like a really domestic friendly fox and a really just cagey bitch ass. Yeah, really? Vicious. I don't remember. I remember the Russian guy who got free power for like months throwing the hook on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> Maybe I should add Russia to the uh, Russia, Australia, or Florida. That'd be good. Like Gators attacked a man. Is that Russia? <laughs> exactly. You should do that just one night. Really? Yeah, that'd be sick. <clears throat> well, uh, back to these blue dots. It's suspected that the dogs got into some culper, copper sulfite uh, that was left behind at one of these abandoned facilities. Uh-huh. Uh, it has a natural blue color, and they're assuming the dogs just got in there and rolled around in it. And It's fun. It looks fun. Yeah, you know, maybe they were chasing something into it or just fucking around. Um, so the owner of the land... Uh, had, Initially, he was like, I'm not I'm not doing shit about this. Like, I'm not. I, what do I care? Yeah. And uh, some social pressure later, he has now worked with the local government to round up all the dogs. And they were really worried about the dogs, apparently, just because of uh, the chemicals they were rolling around in. And is it hurt, harmful to their skin? They can't work with the dogs of the people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post this picture on the Instagram, but it it looks very photoshopped. It's just it's a. Big bright blue dog. That's not even the dog. That's not even the picture I saw. But I saw like another. It's the same shade and everything. So definitely the same dog and everything. I saw it just from the side. It looks like because the top part's not necessarily as blue as the bottom. Yeah. So you can tell it just like sat down or something. Well, and so uh, every dog was fine except for that one that just kept handing clues to everybody. But <laughs> beyond that, all of them are good. Uh, and they're in the process of being adopted right now too. So hey. Yeah, they'll give you, you know, cancer because they're all over uh, all the Ukraine stuff. Perfect. I, I have a little uh, a little snippet here, too. Uh, Broomhilda and I have an understanding about adopting dogs. And uh, if I adopt a dog, it's going to be one of the dogs missing its front two legs. Oh, Interesting. the one that walk on its hind legs? Yeah, because I've always wanted a dinosaur. Oh, you say, those things are creepy, man. I mean, you know, they're so beautiful, yay, but ugh, I don't want one. <laughs> I'll pet it, but come on. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Come on, but, wouldn't that be badass, just a little dinosaur walking around? Like, no. it's like, Rawr. It's just so unnatural the whole time. Like, what are you trying with you? <laughs> they need love, too, my friend. They, they need, need love, love too. too. I would get a skinless cat. Like I was, I'm on the skinless cat train. I'm not into those either. I'd do it. Oh, it's I'd so pet weird. It too. I'd pet it, but I mean, it's just Jesus. a ball sack walking around your house. It's just, it's gross looking. I'm way into it. Let's do it. <laughs> I thought they had like a little mini fur or something. That, like even though they look naked, like I thought they there do. was like supposedly it's like super soft. And I thought at one point they'd be hypoallergenic, but they are not. So really, yeah, they're at they're out of the territory for me. I can't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a while, gents, gents, since we've been to this corner of the oh, Better the Most Thing podcast. Okay, doesn't this corner have a name? Ah, uh, yeah. What's it called again? It's uh, last time I checked, it was called Guinness Corner. So let's just shotgun these. I have like, we'll just do them until we're done with them, or until we get to our next <laughs> awesome segment. But uh, okay. let's just go for it. So I've had this one for a while. This actually happened on December twenty first. But um, how many diamonds? Oh my god, I'm hitting mics. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so anyway, how many diamonds are on um, the ring that broke the Guinness World Record for the most diamonds on a ring? 300. 1,000. Uh, the answer is 12,638. <laughs> oh, Jeepers. And Jeepers. it looks like this. What size are they is the question. Yeah, they're, they're just dust. small just dust. Oh, diamonds. wow, though. Holy crap. That's a that's a rose. There's a lot of surface area wow. there to work with. So this was uh, done in India. I'm going to tell you more about it. Look at it. Like three, yeah, two, one. Cool. You're done looking beautiful. at the ring. Right. Yeah. The, the really pretty ring. 
And so what's this ring is called uh, the Marigold or the Ring of Prosperity. Uh, um, it was <laughs> a made, ring like that um, should have a name. <laughs> he set the record. It was Harshit Bansal, founder of Renani Jewels in Marie, India. And he set the record, like I said, in December. And the Ring of Prosperity, like I said before, has 12,638 diamonds. <laughs> and I thought it looked pretty cool. It's 5.8 ounces. And it beat the old one. The old ring record was 7,800, basically. So... Oh my god, pretty rings. Instagram. Anyway, next one. How long do you guys think the world's longest hockey game was? Ooh. It recently happened, if that helps. Mr. E, go first. You know uh, hockey hours. better. Okay. Hours. I'd like the hours, okay. please, in hours. So period's 20 minutes, and I think I know the game you're talking about. It went to like 7 OT or something. And Ooh. overtime, I think, is like 10. So that's that'd be 70 plus 20, 110, plus another 20, 130. Plus another twenty one fifty. So I'll say three hours. Just to say really quick, they were trying to break the record. Oh, okay. So, oh. It wasn't an official game. This, so. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't like like for the like. NFL it was an eight hour game then. Okay, eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nine. All right. It was two hundred and fifty two <laughs> hours. Are you serious? Twelve days Jeez. of constant playing. What is this? What <laughs> crazy? Is what it is. Guinness is a fucking joke. It, it really is. is. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> My God. It's crazy. But, like, again, here's some videos well, they swapped of what's in and out players, right? They did. So, I'll kind of tell right. you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't have to read it because I remember it's, it's crazy. Of course, the guy's talking right now. But, I mean, all you have to do is just see what dudes. Do do? They're just here. So, basically, it's like a never ending game. And it was to raise money for charity for cancer research. And so, they want, they raised $1.4 million. Okay. I don't know how or why. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, for. Uh, yeah, who pays them? Someone pays them. Like, I'm guessing, I, okay, I guess it works. No, out. no, no. I'm guessing you get sponsored. Yeah, and each team has like 60 members or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the longer you spend on the ice, the more your sponsors have to pay or whatever it is. It's just like a marathon where you get sponsors per kilometer. For sure, for sure. So, like I said, 252 hours or 12 days uh, rotating out players day and night, short sleep breaks, but the play never stops. But what was crazy is that it was way colder than they thought it would be. It was negative 40 to negative 55 Celsius. Jeez. They said to the point, uh, pucks would shatter and sticks would break. It was so cold. Jeez. So uh, these guys were warriors, basically. <laughs> and at the end, they ended the score with uh, 2,640 for Team Cure versus uh, 2,528 for Team Hope. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Hope lost? I think Hope lost, yeah. <laughs> hope lost. I like that Hope lost. To the Cure. Cure won. <laughs> yeah. Because... The cure is here, so we don't need to hope anymore. I was going to say, you don't need to hope anymore because the cure is there. But uh, I thought that was just crazy because that was like like 12 days of it. That was just like, you're getting crazy, guys. They need to plan that better to where it's like team cure and then team fuckstick. You know what I mean? Uh They're like something stupid. Like fuckstick's obviously going to lose. For sure. Go team cure. Go team cure. (laughs) I'm just thinking like, man, like can you imagine just uh, 12 days was crazy, fucking crazy. All right, next one. Really quick. A sheepdog broke a world record. For what? This is, here's the first question. What do you think he broke a record for? He wrote the most books. All right. He jumped really far. Woo! No, it's for how much he sold. Here's the next question. How, how much, much he sold for? How much did he sell? He sold so many books. So he writes, <laughs> exactly. no, that's how much he sold for. New York Times okay. bestseller. So how much do you think the sheepdog who broke the world record for how much he sold? How much do you think he sold for? $1.5 million. I so. love it. Instantly in my head, I was going $6 million. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Because Guinness is stupid. <laughs> yeah, Guinness right. is stupid. <laughs> oh, you're going six million? Oh, oh for sure. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you're both completely yeah. wrong. It was uh, 38,893. <laughs> um, 
Jesus, how much? I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dog. The That's world's most per expensive. Dog. Anyway. The world's most expensive is a big title. I mean, yeah, oh so God. thirty-five thousand or something. 38? Thirty-eight thousand, basically, basically thirty-nine, basically thirty-nine thousand. I guess it's and still so, shit. Yeah, it was a border collie named Kim, lot. sold for like I said, basically thirty-eight thousand dollars. Why? Uh, world's most expensive sheepdog. <laughs> uh, we're not quite sure, you know. Just she's really good, but I like what the farmer says at the end. But uh, basically, uh, Kim was auctioned uh, online at Farmers Mart and Dogalow. Oh, pulling a hoe shot here. Dalgalau, Wales, and fetch the, and then a blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, this beat out the other guy who was a uh, 26,000. That was the old sheepdog who was like not, not the top one anymore. But here's what the, here's what the farmer who raised Kim said. Uh, Dewey Jenkins is his name. Dewey Jenkins, the farmer, the farmer and competitive sheepdog trainer who raised Kim said she's already the intelligence of a three year old sheepdog. She's only one years old. So she's like, oh, that's why she's, she's, she's like so good. She's doing arithmetic and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's super good. She can write her name for sure. Cool. Sure. What? Do you want some more? Or are you done? What? Oh, are you have more Guinness? I could. I could keep going. I have two. A couple more rapid fires. All right, hit me. All right, this that Idaho guy, guy. He's back. This I forget his name. Whips. David Rush. Yeah, oh. that is. It is David Rush. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we first brought him up on the show when he was whip. His friend was whipping wet sponges at his face for the yeah. record in a minute. So, uh, he's been an inspiration. Yeah, he's basically he like. If he can a, do it. Anything serial, really is possible. He's, <laughs> sure. he's a serial Guinness breaker at this point. He's broken more than 150 Guinness records, they always say. He's, he's already broken like 40 since 2020 or 21. I mean, it's 21 this time, but I remember I read some old articles, but basically he's just a record-breaking machine. So this first one, him and his wife, they, they did the world uh, record for the fastest time to arrange a, a chess set. Fastest time to arrange a chess set. So you just have pieces setting next to it, and you need to put them on the board in their proper locations. Yes. Uh, the rules require them to each only use one hand, and only one piece could be set at a time from at least 12 inches away. Okay. And I did watch the whole video, so they also, just to let you guys know, uh, on the chess piece, they had to put it in the center. <laughs> they couldn't like just do a half-ass, it's, it's sticking out or something. Okay. So it had to be like perfect. And best. I assume they all had to be facing forward. Exactly. So okay, here's just a little montage of him and his wife doing it. They start the timer, and there's the plate that had to be at least 12 inches away, and they're using one hand, and they're just arranging the chess set as fast as they can, and they did it in 34 seconds, and the previous record was like 36 seconds or something like that. I could do it faster than them. Well, <laughs> they're not even moving good. that fast. I know. I know. Like I said, that's his. this guy has a niche. And I want I want to be inspired. Like we always hated this guy because we we're all secretly jealous. But, but I don't know if it is this... jealousy or if it he has proven to us that Guinness has no standards anymore. It and could be that too. Yeah. It could be. Okay. His next, next feat he did. Uh, how many how many uh, poker chips did he stack in a minute? Poker chips stacked in a minute. Three hundred, Bob. In one minute, eighty. It was 79. Ooh, <laughs> nice. There he is, stacking poker chips as fast as he can. Okay. It's just like the Oreo thing I all know, over again. I know. He's got Oreos. Like it's, it's, he, has a, he has niches taking something from point A to point B efficiently and quickly. And going one, two, three, one, two, blah, 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 blah. But remember, his oh, most impressive. Fixed it. You're allowed to fix it? You should be allowed to yeah, that. yeah, he, he's he's been massaging it as <laughs> oh, it goes shit. on. But um, so far, his most impressive one was that uh, he was cutting the grapes on the balance thing. That was pretty. That impressive. was pretty impressive. That was okay. <laughs> Until we get to this one. Okay, David Rush is back again. He uh, 
He chopped through how many apples in 30 seconds while juggling three knives? <laughs> how many apples? How many apples in 30 seconds while juggling three knives? All right, Mr. E. <laughs> 17. Uh, 30. 21, Bob. Okay. <laughs> so he's a circus performer. He might be. I mean, fuck, dude. He's doing all sorts he of shit. He has a history with blades, too. Yeah, for sure. That's actually that's impressive. That is impressive. That's impressive. I'll give him that. He's yeah. got some of yeah, it's like he's got some legit ones too. Like it's, that's, what he was doing. that's really impressive. He's juggling slow mo. <laughs> he's like just juggling <laughs> knives, but I like it. he's basically juggling knives, and then once it once like it reaches dominant hand, I assume he just kind of chops with it, and then he has a friend just throwing apples at him. And like I said, that basically is the end of Guinness Corner. Thanks for joining me on that. I've had those forever, and they just keep building up. And I knew if we didn't do them today, I'd have like nine next week. And so <laughs> we appreciate it. Again, yeah. Just Guinness is slipping. Yeah. yeah they're a joke now. We get I want to get in on that joke. <laughs> we can do something. I know, man. Like, what if like, we just we got to. We drink the most beers on a podcast on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's it. And, yeah, exactly. in thirty seconds. <laughs> That's it. Thirty seconds. Let's let's have a beer fundraiser podcast and break the Guinness record. Yeah, let's hey, let's earn one point four million. Yeah, we'll drink for twelve days. Yeah, exactly. We'll noodle this one. Yeah, I like that. I, I think I can do this one. Yeah. All right, Mister E. I have a game for you guys. <gasps> Yay! Yay! You've been. This is going to be a fun one. Holding. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. He's been. He's been. I mean, been, we're I'm, gonna go ahead and pull up the game. I'm now. glad to hear this is gonna be a fun one because most of your games are shit. <laughs> I know. I try to make it better. Oh my god! So here's our game. Oh wow! Yes. Holy so shit. here's our topics. Okay, you see them up here. We have so to we have, picture of this. We have Justice League. We have Star Trek. We have Astronomy, and we have same name. So same name. When I click the question, it'll say first name or last name. And then it'll be like this character has the same name as this character, and then you you know you tell me the name of the character okay. or just the, the first or last just name. Just describe the audience. This looks like a okay. It's essentially a Jeopardy, a board, Jeopardy board. Although we're yeah. not going to play it the same way. We're not going to do Final Jeopardy or any of that stuff. Um, you have your four topics, and they all range from one to four hundred, and it, it's just going to work the same way. We'll flip a coin. Someone will go first. You pick one, and then if you answer it, you get the points. If you get it wrong, you lose the points. Okay, oh, and then shit. yes, and then um, then if you lose the question or get it wrong, the next person will pick. Okay, if you answer and get it right, you keep picking, but anyone can chime in. You understand? So if you say I want Star Trek for three hundred, I read the question. Both of you can chime in for okay. the points. Understood? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a couple more. How do you buzz in? You say your name. There's also a couple of curveballs in here. Ooh, so nope, they're not double jeopardies. So just remember, there is no final jeopardy. So once we're out, whoever has the most wins. And I have a little scoreboard right here too. Nice. So I'm ready to go. Rochambeau. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that works. Flip a coin. Okay, I'll flip it. Uh, host Max, call it in the air. Tails never fails. It's heads. Okay. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go Fuck. first. Okay. What do you pick? And you don't have to answer. It's it's just a question and an answer, so there's no asking in the form of a fucking okay. question. And all <laughs> yeah, that shit. Justice League, Star Trek, astronomy, and same name. Yes, I will take Star Trek for three hundred, Mister E. Star Trek for three hundred. Okay, so how many seconds does it take Kirk to bellow Khan in the Wrath of Khan? Anyone can say it, right? Anyone can buzz oh, in. Yeah, four seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Shit, I was actually going to say four seconds. Let's see what the answer is. The answer is six seconds. Ah, so Sean perhaps, loses 300. I already, I <laughs> buzz. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot you... there's a negative. Yes. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> there's a negative. I mean, yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. So now since he got it wrong, you can choose. <laughs> that was tough. All right. I'm going to do Star Trek ones are tough. <laughs> for 200. Astronomy for 200. Which planet's surface could cook a frozen pizza in under 16 seconds? Sean. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to say Venus. The answer is Venus. Hey. Uh, Sean's at... I was going to say Venus, too. He's at negative three, so he's at negative one. if he got it wrong? I wasn't yeah, sure. we could okay. do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take Justice League for 200. Curveball, since you guys wanted a Justice League, all of these are worth double points. Ooh. So this one's actually worth 200 times okay. two points. Where was the Justice League's original headquarters? Max. Where? In space. Oh, I should have gave you a chance to steal. It's uh. in a cave. <laughs> That's minus 200. Oh, sorry, I'll give you the chance next time. Tower. I don't think okay. I would have gotten that okay. one. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, you would say, yeah. Let it be known he wouldn't have got that either. Okay. Uh, These are hard, I'm telling you. Let's go, let's go same name for 100. Same name for 100. One is the guy who knows nothing on Game of Thrones, and the other is a boy who is humanity's last hope against robot overlords. Max? Okay. Well, I'm going to say John. That's the correct answer. John Snow and John Connor. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I okay. Didn't have to say. So the last that one name, right? was same name for a hundred. So you get a hundred. I had the wrong no, name. No, only, only if it's the first or last. You have to say that. That's all. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I'll take same name two hundred, please. Same name for two hundred. One is the name of a warrant officer aboard a spaceship, and the other is the name of a famous nineteen seventy one Mustang. Three. Okay. Ellen. That is incorrect. Max? I don't want to lose the points, but I have a guess. Let's see. I, even that, I'm not even sure. What am I even? I don't. I have. I don't know. Boom, I guess. Beep, beep, I guess beep. Ellen's good enough. It's Eleanor, so. Yeah, we'll give oh, it to Sean. What? Well, because her name's Ellen, right? Ellen Ripley. So that one might be oh. my bad, because I don't think they're the exactly the same name. So. I thought he said Hell. He doesn't get it. I said <laughs> Ellen, because I, I was thinking Ripley, but like I, I was like, Ripley Mustang? That doesn't make sense. It, it works. must be an Ellen. You don't get it. Yeah, gone from 60 seconds, by the way. That's the name of the Mustang. Ah, is okay. It, yeah, so I'll meant? give that one to you, though. Did you mean that one? Well, he guessed right. That's all that matters. He said, El- he said Ellen. Like I'm giving it to Ellen. him. I'm giving it to him. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <that> was- <laughs> okay, Sean, go ahead. You guys are tied, by the way. Okay, let's do same name for 300. Same name for 300. The inventor of the bifocals and the commander of the Deep Space Max. Nine. What's the name? Cisco? Sean. Yes. Benjamin. Damn it. That is correct. I, 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 I gambled. <laughs> so Sean gets plus three. I gambled. Okay, Sean, 50, go ahead. 50. Same name, 400, please. Same name, 400. The author of Jurassic Park and the lead character in Farscape. Oh, Max. Yes. John. It's last name, by the way. Oh, well, but it's, oh. And all you have to say is the last name. Oh, so. it's Crichton then. Uh, the answer is Crichton. Sorry. Good job. Yeah, hey, it's okay. Yeah. I always said Michael, and I'm like, oh, he means, okay. 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 Your choice. So I guess I'll take that one for the Eleanor one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, go ahead. Astronomy 100. Astronomy 100. What's the closest planet to the sun? Max. Yes. Mercury. Would Sean. you like to steal? <laughs> Venus. Ma- that can't be correct. <laughs> no, that can't be correct. Okay, well this one's this it one's is, a wash. It Jesus, is <laughs> it is Mercury. Yeah. I might have wrote down Mars on accident. Okay, very... sorry guys, sorry guys. So I get All that. Right. You get that. Yeah, yes. I'll get that. <laughs> okay. 
My yeah, bad. Me, I need to proofread these. You freaked me out. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay, Max, go ahead. Astronomy, 300. 300. What is the second closest star to Earth? Sean. Yes, Sean. I read that wrong. Yeah, okay, did. let's go. Um, Beetle Guys. Would you like to steal Max? I don't know. Actually, I don't think I want to lose the points. Okay, no, well, no. the answer is Proxima Centauri, 4.22 light years away. Because it's right next to Alpha. I know. <laughs> I, I, I figured it was something like that. Yeah. Your choice now. Uh, let's oh, wait. He the... chose that or you did? I chose oh, it. Oh, but he got it wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah so let's go. go. Let's finish out that one. Astronomy, Astronomy 400. 400. Which astronomical body is formed of a thick, hard crust containing a single massive atomic nucleus? Three. Two. I guess if I'm wrong. One. Can I? Uh, okay. Max? <laughs> Do you want it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got two seconds. Okay. The answer is a neutron star. Okay, no, I didn't want it. Yeah. Sean, you can choose now. Yeah. Okay, let's go Star Trek 100. Star Trek for 100. How many kids does Picard have in the Nexus ribbon version of his life in Star Trek Generations? I know this, but I'm just staring you down, bitch. Max. Okay. One. Would you like to steal? Sean. Yes. Is it two? Three. Yeah, five. five. Damn it. You suck. You suck. You suck. I knew so it was you multiple. both lose the points, <laughs> though. You, wow. You were so on your high horse. You both love... lost the points, just wow. FYI. So. Okay, uh, you can choose the next one. I'll do uh, Justice League 200. This is worth double points. Don't forget. I don't care. Who gave Hal Jordan his uh, his power ring? What gave Hal Jordan his power ring is a better question. Uh, Max. Ooh, at the same time, so I'll give it to Max. What do you want? What is it? I can't pronounce it. It's like Sabin Sewer. What is it? What is it? I don't need the name. Just tell me what it was. An alien? No, works for me. A dying alien. Oh, okay. Yeah, Abed Sewer. Abed Sewer. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was two hundred. Yeah, so okay. Get, I was like, his name's Abed. Okay. You get four for that one. Okay, you choose next. Star Trek Two. Star Trek for two hundred is what word befuddles data in the series premiere of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yeah, over there, expert. What word Buzz befuddles it. data in the series premiere of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Three. Two, one. Delta, I think. The answer was Snoop. <laughs> okay. I would have never gotten that. I never yeah. would have either. That's, that that good. was only the 300 one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Sean, give me a choice. All right. Give me Star Trek 400. Let's close 400. You need some points, Sean. I do. <laughs> okay. Here we go. How many episodes feature a shirtless Captain Kirk? How, how shirtless are we talking? Uh. Okay. <laughs> um... For four hundred, if you guess so, you get it wrong. That's the thing. You get lose the points. Do it, Sean. I'm already so low that I need <laughs> to gamble. It. I need to gamble. Do it. I love it. Let's go, uh, Sean. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, I can I can think of pull like this out of your three, ass. <laughs> I'll be even. I'll be excited. Then there's like torn shirt, Kirk. Um, maybe you got this on some website, probably. So just, let's just, go. Just think basic. Let's go. Uh, 12. Wrong. Would you like to steal? No, I don't. <laughs> I want nothing to do Sean, with that. Sean, you are so fucking oh, close. 13? Oh, 13? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
You suck. You suck. So close. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Max, give me one. Uh, Let's do Justice League 300. We're at double points, so this is worth six. Who is the first Black Justice League of America? Yes. Um, I can't actually think of his name right now. Um, He's Danny Hawkgirl. Three. (laughs) No, don't do one me. I got a couple more seconds. Um, I can't think of it. Time's up. Would you like to steal? I would like to steal. Okay. Cyborg. Oh, I got it now. Can I get it? Can I do it now? <laughs> no. Cyborg. I don't know. It's just the answer Stewart. is Vixen. Vixen. What? So Vixen. <laughs> Vixen is the uh, the girl that controls animal powers. And I know shit. she is, but no, I thought the Green Lantern. I I think Cyborg came before uh, John Stewart. He's a retcon, motherfucker. No, he's not. He was. He was. Uh, <laughs> he was like seventies material. Best, re- okay, back to the game. Yeah, back okay. to the game. All right. The last one is Justice League for 400 double points, 800. (laughs) You could do nothing and I'd still lose. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do the negative points. (laughs) Because then people don't want to steal, you know? Okay, here we go. Justice League for 400, technically 800 points here. Who is the villain in Justice League of America number one, November 1960? Starro. Kiss my ass! (laughs) He asked me this the other day, and like he quizzed me on the same question. He says, "Who is the first? And then that's why I just looked at him. I'll give it to him. (laughs) The answer is Despero. Starro. It's supposed to be Starro. All right. Well, host Max is our winner. (laughs) That was devastating to my case. That was a tough game. That was a tough game. Uh, so Max, this you won. Was fire. Th- this was a uh, this was a rough test. So thank you guys for sticking it out with the mistakes oh, and I everything. Love all I, that. Yeah, we'll definitely have the format again in the future. But Please, Max, I'm impressed. You won with 400 points. Yep. And I'm sitting pretty at negative you 1700. Like, you're like I'm gonna guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, th- that game penalizes. Man, if you would have guessed that shirtless one though, oh my god. <laughs> He would have What a fucking joke that was. <laughs> you almost pulled it out of your ass. You came yeah, so all close. the Star Trek ones were like, did you have your eyes open on the extra in the back of episode three at three yeah. minutes? <laughs> then you know the question. What badge is he wearing? Yeah. Like, what? Jeez. There we go. That was fun. Yeah, was thanks fun. for doing that, man. That was, yeah, of course. seemed like a lot of work. That was a good time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode. Much appreciated. Yes. As always, uh, tune into these guys' streams. You can find that info yeah. in the... Uh, you know how you mutter. The uh, description. description. We have some fun. We hang out. We do some shit. Alright, guys. Till next time. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discuss, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.